Well, hello, health detectives. Just another day here at the office, busy quieting the noise in the health, food, and fitness world and flipping both conventional health and holistic wisdom upside down. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren, former TV news journalist gone health detective and functional medicine expert by way of my own 26-year-old lung battle with chronic illness. Those years were spent seeing over 50 different doctors and trying countless diets and Dr. Google searches that could not help. And so I figured out how to solve the underlying health mysteries from the inside out with an approach I now help hundreds of clients worldwide use today in my virtual functional medicine practice. Something I've been doing even before the pandemic made Zoom calls and yoga pant wearing a thing. And today, I also love helping you solve your greatest health mysteries and challenges on the show. Talking problems like toxic mattresses, an epidemic most folks have no idea about despite the fact that we spend one-third of our lives in bed and most people are sleeping on about 95% of mattresses that are toxic. Allergies, insomnia, low energy, thyroid problems, if any of these things uh, strike a chord with you, what mattress are you sleeping on? Gary Trudell, owner of Custom Comfort Mattress, is in the house. Gary's been in the mattress industry for over 30 years and he offers the utmost concierge service to all his clients, including many local celebrities and athletes. His goal is to create lasting relationships with his clients by offering the best service from the moment they meet to the moment the installation of the right bed for them has taken place. I stumbled upon Gary's work in a search for mattresses myself. I had gone through three mattresses, all labeled as organic, so I thought there's a ton of greenwashing in this industry and My body had a different experience than what you would imagine an organic mattress should be like and feel like. And a lot of my own sensitivity issues such as asthma, shortness of breath, and just like not feeling like I was getting good quality sleep came up and Gary helped point me in the right direction. Today's episode is amazingly insightful and if you are in the search for a mattress, you're currently sleeping on a mattress that may be toxic to your health and or you're just not getting optimal sleep, you want to really up-level your sleep, this is an episode you don't want to miss. If you're liking the show, please don't hesitate to leave a review. I love hearing from you, and it helps us get the word out there so we can bring other health detectives into the mix, as well as love hearing from you on my website, drlauren.com. That's D-R-L-A-U-R-Y-N.com. You can reach out to me there if you have a podcast episode idea that you'd love to see and or if you need help in your health hacking yourself and really getting to the root causes of your own health issues, would love to help and support. All right, without further ado, let's get to the show. Well, Gary, so excited to have you in the house and to talk about a topic that I think is not talked about enough. I've really learned the hard way in my own personal sensitivity experiences with like VOCs like, uh, and just sensitivities to mold and et cetera, et cetera. Things we'll talk about today the mattress that we sleep on is so important or the health of our mattress for our own health. And so really excited to dive into this problem um, and tackle it with you as health detectives. Before we dive in though, I would love if you could give us just a little bit of background about what got you into the world of custom mattresses and doing this work that you are doing in the world. Thank you very much. I appreciate you uh, putting me on. Uh, Obviously this becomes a a very important subject, especially what's going on in the world right now. You know, I'm number nine out of 10 kids. And one of my older brothers at a young age at 15 started working at a factory that was near our house where we grew up. And uh, 
just happened to start working in a factory and in kind of the warehouse sweeping, cleaning, and then, you know, ended up in production and manufacturing. And just as the world change evolved and the importing from overseas, you know, the mattress craftsman style, the traditional craftsman style, when my brother first started working into the factory, and these were older guys who've been handcrafting beds 20, 30, 40 years and then they started to evolve and go away from the traditional hand techniques to mass producing. So we really still truly build a handcrafted bed. And a handcrafted bed, it's just, it uses more natural materials. It's done by hand versus mass producing. So I've been doing this for a little over 30 years myself now. So it's uh, what I do is typically kind of fit uh, and provide concierge service to a lot of our doctors, chiropractors, orthopedic surgeons, estate managers, designers is kind of where most of my personal work is. Definitely. Well, and that's kind of how I stumbled upon you and your work. And just from my own personal experience, I kind of alluded to earlier. So I've been in the functional medicine space for quite some time, but after going through mold illness about three years ago, became super sensitive to like not just mold, but so many chemicals in the environment and in the homes that we live in and just realizing like how many chemicals are in a lot of the products that we use. So someone had uh, tipped me off to your, your company and told me about custom mattresses and just would love if you could paint the picture, the lay of the land of what are we dealing with in our mattresses today? And perhaps, you know, like how have did standards really change in that mass production? Like you're talking about custom. What does that actually mean? Break that down for us. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's unfortunately today, over 95% of the mattresses sold in the United States, over 95% the number one cushion is petrochemical. Petrochemicals, you talk about it, mold, mildew, allergies, off-gassing. There's chemicals used overseas that had been banned in the United States for many, many years. So what they do is they import them. And unfortunately, a lot of those chemicals are in the mattresses. I mean, you take bed in the box to be able to order something online and it comes in a box and you open it up and it releases. I mean, those are virtually a hundred percent chemical. So traditional beds in, you know, obviously there's a big green movement. And I always like try to tell people is we don't build beds this way because of the green movement. We build them the way we do because it's the traditional way. So a traditional mattress used a lot of natural materials. We use a lot of cotton. The reason you use cotton, cotton is healthier. It sleeps cooler, but it lasts longer. You're going to put the cotton upholstery both on the top and the bottom of the bed. You'll hand tuft it to lock that cotton down so it doesn't compress, shift, or move. And then you'll use like a natural material at the surface to contour to the shape of the body. Take the pressure off your hips. Take the pressure off of you know your shoulders. You want to provide support but comfort. Today with the memory foams, I mean, memory foam is a very, very popular material. But memory foam is very much like water is where you have more weight, you'll sink further. But when you sink into foam, you're crushing that cell structure. When you crush that cell structure, you're going to make the foam off gas. Again, when somebody sleeps hot, that foam is plastic. It's like you on a good warm day, you get in a, on a bus or a vinyl seat with shorts, the back of your legs sweat. Well, when you get into an all foam bed, it reflects your body temperature. And again, like what you have is mold issues, that moisture barrier, it starts to grow and 
you spend a third of your life. I mean, if, if you're lucky enough to live until you're 75, you're going to spend 25 years in bed. You're better off having that healthier environment, whether we make it or anybody else. If you use more natural materials, if you build it on both top and bottom, if you hand tuft it, you're going to get a more supportive bed. You're going to get a healthier bed. It's going to sleep cooler. You're going to add a lot of breathability to it. You know, allergies are coming from the chemicals that are in the mattresses, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I love how you say we do spend a third of our lives in bed. Like that is a lot of time in an environment that may, a lot of folks I don't think realize could be contributing to their health problems. Just like you're saying, like perhaps like allergies, if you have chronic allergies, <laughs> maybe investigate your mattress and what you're sleeping on question. So I had ordered like an all organic mattress and it was like, you know, a hundred percent just like wonderful marketing. But like when I did get the bed, it, to me, it was, I was so sensitive. It was off gassing where I was having some constriction of like breathing, asthma, et cetera, like symptoms. And just wondering, like you mentioned greenwashing a little bit earlier, break that down. And perhaps like what kind of chemicals do you see perhaps being used in some of these organic companies or box in a bed kind of companies as well that look pretty on the outside and have wonderful marketing? You hit it right there. You could say wonderful marketing or awful marketing. I, you know, I'm a father of three and my oldest has allergies. And you really could negatively affect one's health and wellness. And with the greenwashing or the green movement, I don't even know how they legally get away with it. But there are mattresses out there that have 1% organic material in it. So 99% of it is chemical, but they put 1% of cotton, 1% of wool, 1% of a natural material, and they call it a green bed. And, you know, it's, it's almost like you tell one of your patients, they should have orange soda every morning to get their vitamin C. I mean, Mm -hmm. orange soda does have vitamin C in it. It's artificial and it's more harm than good. Unfortunately, with our industry, with the whole green movement, they just put 1%, 2% because I actually have a sample. I'm in my West Hollywood showroom now, and, and I have a sample here that this was actually a professor at a local college, and she had severe allergies, elderly person, and she bought an organic bed and had the same issue as you, had a negative reaction from the smell, and then just she couldn't get used to it, and it was irritating her eyes and her, her nose, and then it, it was affecting her breathing. And, you know, I got asked to go out there and take a good look at it. And there's a law label on it that says, you know, at the head of a bed that says, do not pull off under penalty of law. And it will state the contents, the ingredients and what was in it. And the bed was literally 98% polyurethane. And so it just had a small percent of wool. And literally the label in big writing said organic. I think it was like whatever, organic pedic organic spinal pedic or something of that nature uh, but it's it's very 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 misleading so i always tell people have somebody show you what's inside have them show you the layers just because they use one layer of a natural material or the fabric you know you could just put an organic fabric over a chemical bed and they call it organic or you know or they put one percent of organic material and the other 99 percent of it is synthetic i mean you look at the memory foams. I mean, memory foams are 100% 
petrochemical. I mean, there's a big national brand that, that just all memory foam. And what they do is it's 100% chemical. It's a liquid. They add oxygen. It vulcanizes like when you cook bread or bake a cake or whatever. What they do today to make that green is they use a soy-based chemical in the pan so it doesn't stick when they bake it. And they call it green. I mean, so it's the green washing at the umpteenth degree. It, it's just, it's a hundred percent chemical, but because they use a soy based lining, so it doesn't stick to the pan when they bake it, they call it green. It's a hundred percent chemical. Yeah. Well, and how would one know? Like, I mean, are companies transparent? Are they even aware that they're not fully organic or what have you found in the industry? And what are the questions one should ask before they order a mattress from a company that seems like it's a clean company? I would avoid just the bullet points and I would A, either have them show you or look at every individual layer. I mean, there's a lot of mattresses that are 10 inches thick, 12 inches thick, 14 inches thick. And if you look at each individual layer, layer by layer, that is really the best way. Because if you only see one layer and it's a half inch layer of a natural material and the mattress is 12 inches thick. So what are those other 11 inches? And that's basically what happens is they will just mislead it one layer at the surface or just an organic fabric and the rest is synthetic. So the critical thing is look at each individual layer. Obviously, in a perfect world, if you could actually get in there and have them show you is always best. Anybody who builds a quality product, they're proud to show you what's inside of it. They're proud you know, to show you how it's built. It's like you look at a good car, they're glad to open the engine and kind of show you what's under the hood. Anybody who builds a quality mattress is going to want to show you what's inside of it. But if you're doing it online or you're doing research online, you know, look at what is in each individual layer. You just can't look at one part of it. It's like Mm -hmm. cooking something healthy. You know, you could have a vegetable in there or something healthy in there, but if it's filled with a bunch of other things that are not good for you, ends up not being good for you. And a mattress is really, for the most part, the same thing. You want to look at the total ingredients, the total construction of the product. Sleep is really about being fitted. Sleep is about body type. It's about predominant sleeping position and equalizing pressure. You want to support the body but you have to equalize pressure. So if, if you've got a side sleeper, you need to take the, you know, especially on females, you need to take the pressure off the hip and shoulder. For me, I'm not a terribly big person, but my width is more in my shoulders. My shoulder has to enter the bed a little bit more for you. If you're a side sleeper, it would be your hip, but you want those natural materials to contour to the shape of the body because you know we're all thinner at the ankles than we are at the hip and shoulders. And in a perfect world from the middle of the neck to the middle of the buttocks, you want to keep the back as straight as possible. And so the more natural materials we could put at the surface to take the shape of the body, give you that breathability, you know, we want you to stay in the same position for a long period of time. So you get into your REM sleep, you get into that recovery sleep where your body heals and recovers. The natural materials at the surface of the bed, the natural materials to get that release of pressure in the contour, they're vital to your overall health and wellness and getting a good quality sleep. When you talk about natural materials, cotton, wool, latex, et cetera, right? And also... You don't necessarily advertise your mattresses as organic. Perhaps that term is not necessary. It kind of makes me think of like going to a farmer's market and it's like, 
I would rather buy my meat from the farmer's market, even though it doesn't say organic. I know it's from the farmer. They don't go through that certification process of organic, I guess, and getting all caught in the weeds. Is that accurate to say about your mattresses and also define natural materials? Yeah, the vast majority of what we do are natural materials. So a a good natural vet is going to use a lot of cotton, a lot of wool. Again, you're going to have to hand heft those materials so it doesn't compress. And then at the surface, we use pure sap from a rubber tree. Instead of a synthetic foam, it's literally a natural rubber. So it's dust mite mold mildew don't grow in it. It doesn't off gas like a synthetic foam, but it gives you that resiliency, that surface softness. We have not kind of switched to this whole green movement. Uh, You know, our quote unquote natural beds are more organic than 99.9% of the beds that are classified as organic. Um, When you go to organic, and we sell a lot of organic beds as well, the vast majority of our lines are natural beds. When you go organic, it's organic soil. It's you know less than three percent of the natural materials available. It's virgin soil. It's pure, a hundred percent organic. I personally sleep on a natural bed. You know the natural bed works exceptionally well for me. If somebody is a purist and wants the purest uh, materials available, you can go the pure 100% organic. So again, there was like no pesticides ever used on that soil where that cotton is grown or where the latex plantations are, you know, so get the purest of all materials available. Organic does not technically make it better than a natural. Organic is just pure organic. There is a little bit of an increase in cost when you go pure organic because you have less farmers, less cotton fields, less latex plantations that have that virgin soil to work off of. Um, So when we do a pure organic bed, it truly is a pure organic, whether it's us or anybody else. The more natural materials you can put in a bed, the healthier it is, the cooler it's going to sleep, the longer it's going to last. So what we do is not new. You know, your parents, my parents were born in the 30s. Uh, my grandparents, whether it be their old sofa, their old mattresses, they used a lot more natural materials because those are the resources they had. We just build that traditional craftsman style. We just put a little bit of modern innovation at the surface with that natural latex at the surface so you get that support and their durability with breathability. Basically, they don't make them like they used to, except if we talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Now, there are a couple good guys out there who do make good beds. I mean, unfortunately, it's the mass produce, the big companies dominate the industry, but there are still some mom and pop shops out there that build good beds. They're just not as common. I mean, but again, whether it's our name or somebody else's name, the more natural materials, the hand tufting, the double-sided, it's probably only 4% of the mattresses, 3% of the mattresses on the open market are built that way. But there are some people out there that still build quality beds. It used to be easier for them to import the foams from overseas. They only put the padding on one side. I mean, probably the greatest ripoff right now is most beds you cannot flip up. They only put padding on one side of the bed. So unfortunately, they charge you more and they give you less. And so all those foams are on one side and you get those, you know, if you've had a friend or patient says, hey, my bed is dipping. I've got an island up the middle and another dip on the other side. 
it's all that foam is compressed. And then you had is that mold, all that moisture. I mean, we naturally sweat through the evening or through the night. And so you get all that mold and mildew at the surface of the bed. Well, and aside from the actual, like you sleeping on the bed and that moisture cultivating on a bed, talk a little bit about just like the climate or the factory, maybe climate in which a lot of these mattresses may be coming from. So that was something too, that there's a couple even mattress stores here in Austin that I've gone in and it's overtly like there's been water damage in the building and I react in the building. I'm like, all these mattresses are being exposed to this, uh, these mycotoxins and therefore like perhaps like even out of the gate, the mattress could start out with some mold in it. And, and I think your factory place, isn't it open air as well that y'all um, create your beds in? Yeah. I mean, we, we, again, using natural materials, we have less of the chemical issues, but you go to some of these factories that use a ton of chemicals. And, you know, unfortunately, I guess, fortunately, many, many years ago, I went overseas with, you know, our production manager just to look at options of bed frames and materials that we could potentially buy. You know, there, there was a period of time there that, you know, everything was leaving the United States. But I, I was overseas for and toured one factory for less than 30 minutes. I told my brother, there's no way in the world we could buy from overseas. It's just, it doesn't match our identity. It doesn't match our brand. It doesn't match who we are. But I mean, I'm not a terribly sensitive person, but my eyes start burning. My nose start burning. Because again, when you in places that are using a lot of chemicals, you know, they will they're airborne. They're going into other materials. Our factory is in Southern California. Our cotton is grown in Southern California or Texas. We use natural breathable materials. We definitely have, you know, a clean, sterile environment that our factory and mattresses are made in. We literally give tours. We have clients who watch their mattresses. We do homeschool tours for the kids and boys and girls scout tours so they could actually see what it goes into to build a bed. But you want an open, airing environment. But the thing that you want to stay away from is the chemicals. The chemicals are a major, major problem. And again, I think things and I hope things will change post-COVID because prior to COVID, they're using boric acids that were banned in the United States many, many years ago, and they would pour them there and build them there, and then they would import them, put together here, and sell them to the public. They've been banned in the states for many, 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 many years. But that's where you have people who have these negative reactions. They have allergic reactions. They have the off-gassing, the chemical sensitivities. Hopefully, post-COVID, more production comes to the United States and, uh, you know, people will pay attention and put better materials in the product because th there are uh, greater consequences. There's stiffer regulations in the United States than in other countries, especially third world countries. They do things that have been illegal in the States for many, many years. So I, I do hope post-COVID there are better, healthier options for the general public. Yeah, well, I'm so happy that you do exist as well out there and that y'all are kind of like producing within this side of the, the soil. So it is perhaps like a little bit more control in that regard for you guys um, with production and, and the materials. I know you're also really big on, like you mentioned earlier, fitting custom aside from just the chemicals, like chemicals check, not check, not wanting those in there. But can you give us just a brief overview of like, if you're a side sleeper, back sleeper, 
and or not many people are a prone sleeper. <laughs> um, yeah. But like what type of uh, support you see best works for different types of sleepers that they should consider? Yeah, it's really the simple thing is, you know, I'm very blessed to work with a lot of good doctors and orthopedic surgeons and the best doctors because I'm not a doctor. I, you know, I'm a mattress probably nerd. Uh, the is to equalize pressure. My parents born in the 30s and the traditional mindsets, harder's better, sleep on the floor. 10 years into it, dad put a piece of plywood between the mattress and box spring. You know, unless you look like a two by four, unless you have minimal curves and you're a back sleeper and your weight is proportioned head to toe evenly, you can go on a very firm, flat surface. You know, I'm predominantly side sleeper. I, I have a more width in my shoulders, you know, uh, my wife has greater curves in the hips. The goal is to equalize pressure. So if one, if the human body is lying across a mattress and uh, they're on their side from the middle of the neck to the middle of the buttocks, you want the back as straight as possible. So typically, most people do great with a firm bed with a plush top. Again, depending on the body type, somebody who's a little bit thinner and the more top of bed, you could go uh, more of a medium firm. So Typically back or belly. Again, most doctors or coverages don't want you on your belly, but most back or belly sleepers, you can go a little bit firmer because you really, for a back sleeper, you're trying to push into that lower back uh, just above the buttocks, take that air pocket away. It's like I tell people, it's like we get on the ground, we hire the world's best trainer. They put us on the ground and tell us to do 20 sit-ups. The first thing they have us do is bend our knees because it flattens our back out. We want the mattress to naturally flatten out the back. When you go to your side, you need to take the pressure off of the hip and shoulders. Just as you, if you got a beautiful dress or you got a, a great pair of jeans, or if I got a sport coat or a great pair of shoes, it matches the body type. So sleep is very much the same way. The technical sides, the nuts and the bolts is always easy for us, but it's really paying attention to the client's body type, the client's predominant sleeping position, and then what injuries they have. You know, some people have been involved in a car accident. They have neck issues. Some people have bad backs. Somebody's had a broken leg or hip replacement surgery or rotator cup surgery. You have to address the injuries. Um, I think one of the grave mistakes in our industry, and you see it with this whole bed in the box, is one mattress fits everybody. It doesn't. It's impossible. It doesn't. It is about the, the individual. It is about the body type being fitted to the correct uh, mattress. I mean, we, we have about 25 different models to choose from. And depending on the client, depending on the body type, depending on the predominant sleeping position is going to kind of change what works best for who. And, uh, you know, you take for yourself, you're substantially thinner than I am. And your comfort, your sensitivity is far closer to the surface of the bed where I've got more weight and more dense weight. I'm going to hinge the base of the body. So my needs are most likely going to be slightly different than yours. And then the kind of the last part of it, a lot of it is what the client is accustomed to. Like if I have a Japanese client or an older client, their customs are more traditionally firmer, flatter bed. If I have somebody from Europe and their customs are more plush contouring, a lot of comfort is what the client or patient is used to. So we will try to match the support and the fitting to the client and their particular need. 
because comfort and support are two different things. Comfort is what you find comfortable. Support is what keeps your back aligned. And so we're always trying to get that, you know, meet the client's comfort and support needs. Well, I love how you leave no stone unturned on both the health front and then also just, yeah, the structure of the body and comfort front as well. Gary, where can people find out more about you and the work you are doing in the world? I know you'll have such a personalized family type of feel business. Customcomfortmattress.com. I mean, customcomfortmattress.com is really probably the best place to go. You know, it will kind of, we have some videos on there and, you know, we, we have all the models and construction, things of that nature. You could call out or reach out to us or email us. You know, my email is gary at customcomfortmattress.com. Whether you end up with us or anybody else, if there's any questions or anything that we could help or answer, please, I mean, let us know. It's not always about selling somebody something. It's providing or answering questions for the client or the consumer to get the the answer or go in the right direction. I have great empathy for some clients because they don't know why they don't sleep. They don't know why they're feeling awful. They don't know why they toss and turn so often, uh, you know, and sometimes it's little things through conversations that we could help kind of figure out where that problem is or what's going on, or certainly like in your situation with allergies and, you know, things of that nature. hundred percent. Well, I'll definitely put those links in the show notes. Gary, thanks so much for coming on. As a health detective and the show being about solving problems, I would love to know if there's any ahas you've had in your own life recently that have been really cool. Just anything and even related to health or or mattress world, sleep world that have been just kind of like an aha moment for you. The aha moment for me, you know, I'm number nine out of 10 kids, is once I start having kids, my wife, seven months pregnant and went from a back sleeper to a side sleeper. You know, my oldest had to go to Chalk Hospital with her allergies. I think once it personally hit me, that was the aha moment because I, I never thought I wanted to be in the mattress industry. My family was always in the mattress industry as a kid. I'm like, why would I want to sell mattresses? But I think the aha moment for me was when I realized sleep affects our health and wellness. Uh, sleep affects everything we do. And so I think that was, and it just, I think, made me more passionate or appreciative of what we do and separating from the mass-produced people. So I think the aha moment was experiencing it myself, having my difficulties in my own house and realizing you know, there was an answer and it came actually from sleep. It came from the materials in the product. You know, so it, that was probably the aha moment for me, but uh, it, it hit close to home. And it's it just, you know, until you're in, you walk in those shoes, you really don't know what it's like. And, I, and I, you know, because when I was younger, I would help some of these clients. Like, Man, these people are difficult or, you know, they got issues or whatever, whatever. But once it hits home and it, it really set in and it taught me the importance of what we do. And I just put a lot more value on, on it. Um, so, but yeah, that, that was probably the aha moment for me. Thank you so much for sharing that and keeping up with your work. And thanks for helping us also be our own health detectives today. Absolutely. And thank you for what you do. Continue the good work. 100%. Well, that's it for today's episode. Again, if you're liking the show, please don't hesitate to click the five stars button and leave a review in your podcast app. I absolutely love hearing from you and it helps us cultivate more health detectives just like you. All right. Until next time. 
go out there and continue to quiet the noise in the health, food, and fitness world.